particularly to women and founders of color who are raising money. Yeah. Um, because, and I tell them all the time, I'm a little bit biased because you remind me of me. You look like me. Whereas some people are biased because you don't look like them. Um, so I like, love that owning the bias on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. You have, because bias is not a, people think it's an inherently negative thing. It's not. It just is. Right. It's the meaning that we give yeah. it or, yeah. It's okay. what you do with it. Yes. It's what you do with it. If you are biased, like I'm biased towards Virgos. I'm biased against Gemini's, like especially like cishet men, men Gemini's. I just I don't vote. I'm biased against them. Mm -hmm. I love Chris Evans. He's a Gemini. He's probably toxic. This is an It All Media production. Welcome to the Fuck It All podcast, a show inspired by and dedicated to modern women undoing it all. I'm your host, Casey Let Gordon. On this show, I sit down with everyday women having what we call fuck it all moments. You know, those moments in time where we choose what's best for ourselves above anything else, often in opposition to the expectations of society, family, community, and hell, even our former selves. So settle in for the new stories that define us and the conversations women want to have. Welcome to the fuck it all. <laughs> well, this, it is Friday afternoon, folks. I'm going to toss that right there. Because the third thing you I know. Oh, no. I know what I've done. I know what I've done. It's fun. It's fun. I love it. I love it. All right. Welcome back, my friends, to the Fuck It All podcast. I'm Casey Light Gordon, your host, and today sitting down with fan favorite guest. I'm going to say it. Anastasia Simon. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Is that true that it's a fan favorite? Who are the fans saying I'm the favorite? I'm, I'm... Well, the numbers would say. Oh, the back end numbers would say you're listening. Okay. It's the data. It's. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Take... Given that you're my venture capital friend, I'm just going to look at the numbers. How does that have venture work? Okay. Can't talk about it. It's more like well, astrology than it is like data. So. Well, we have our crystals, so we're good to go. We got things happening. Okay. So I just want to jump right in because we have your episode and everybody, you know, like yeah, I just yeah. said, loves it. You're the venture capitalist that's undoing capitalism. Yes. Tell me. One for everybody, like I, women, money we don't talk about a lot because I feel okay. like it feels overwhelming, it feels daunting. We don't feel educated, so we just like I'm gonna opt out. And you said no, so talk to us first. What is venture capital, and okay. why you're undoing capitalism? So the first thing is that um, you cannot be a sleeper cell who wants to undo capitalism. Is everybody that you're friends with is saying this person wants to undo capitalism? And if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do like the Manchurian candidate kind of mm -hmm. vibes. How to keep it on the DL. Okay, sorry guys. She is loves capitalism. I love capitalism. It is a great system. <laughs> we are all thriving under it. Yay. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so venture capital, um, the best way to kind of describe it. So it's an asset class. It's like okay. private equity. And typically they are investing, the simplest way to say it, we're investing other people's money cool. into startups. Usually like other people's money. Yeah. I don't want to I mean, yes, would I invest? Do I invest my money? Yes. And the truth is I do invest some of my money into companies. Um, but as a whole venture capitalist, they're typically investing other people's money. So it's their limited partners, mm -hmm. um, which are the people who actually fund the funds. And then that money is then distributed to early stage companies, usually tech companies, because they are able to grow and scale very quickly. Um, as opposed to like, so I started in the apparel industry. Apparel takes a long time to grow. It takes a long time to hit scale. It takes a lot of capital to mm -hmm. get it off the ground. Venture capitalists, they like things like Twitter. Things we, that we often <laughs> we say startup, the, the things that come to mind. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the, very, um, the very stereotypical stuff. It is, it's the Twitters. It's the Facebooks. 
it's uh, Calendly. If you're someone who works in an office setting, you're yep. trying to like go through that headache of when are you free to meet? When am I free to meet? How do we know? Right. Who's an assistant? No. Here's a link. Just go and schedule. Right. That kind of stuff. And it's because software scales really quickly, very mm -hmm. easily. I can get a team of like 10 developers and we can build something probably in a week or so yeah. that can support several thousand. You know, and so yeah. that's really what it comes down to. They're looking for stuff that scales quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So scale, we've heard some uh, this a lot and Katie and I've talked about it a lot in the business mm -hmm. when, you know, scale at all costs, let's get to scale. And it's been really hard for us to really prioritize being sustainable, com a sustainable mm -hmm. company that scales, not a company that scales at all cost. Yes. And I, I, I think that if you don't sit in this space, maybe that's hard to understand. But when we say scale at all costs, that that is like the toxic hustle culture that yeah. we see that is perpetuated by a lot of individuals. Like, yeah. No, it's so you have to think. So when we talk about capitalism as a whole, as a structure, as an economic structure, um, it's capitalism at the beginning. At the, in the beginning, capitalism. Once upon a time. You know, it was really set up more... It was a thought process of like, hey, you're a worker. I'm a worker. We're going to make money for this person. It wasn't this thought process of being like hyper billionaires. And I would say some people would argue with that. We can get into that. That's a whole different conversation. Right. That's another show. Right. But when you talk about capitalism, I'm not talking about like the mom and pop, like mainstream right. business like that you and I may know or that maybe some people want to grow. Right. You know, I'm talking about a business where you're going to prioritize growth at all costs mm -hmm. at the cost of the sometimes the mental health and the culture of your employees um at the cost of sometimes the planet depending on what it is that you're actually producing right. um and i think there's been a conscious movement in tech and in venture um particularly with emerging managers who are not the traditional like white dude bro like tech yeah. vc guys more of the women, more of the people of color who are kind of outsiders in the space coming in, they're rethinking this. And they're yeah. saying, does it have to be that you have to get to a billion dollar like market in 10 years? Right. Or do you just want to build a sustainable business, a nice lifestyle business that gives you like a couple like hundred million, yeah. you know, in revenue, you know? And it's like and I'm saying that that sounds ridiculous because the average American is not a millionaire. Right. And so to talk about like billions and billions of dollars right. in that way, it just yeah. it just sounds it sounds insane. But yeah. and I realize that because I'm in this industry, I have a very ungrounded sense of what is and what isn't a lot of money. Yeah. But I always contextualize it with like, no, in the real world, a million dollars is a lot of money. In VC, it's not. Right. Just given the structure that right. is within. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It has to do with like with that the entire infrastructure of how that asset class is set up. How much do you carry not only your identity, but I think responsibility as a woman and a woman of color in the space that you occupy a venture capital. So I think that's like a trick question mm -hmm. because I carry that in every room that I walk into. Yep. Um, even before I got into tech, I was in the fashion industry. And that was when I walked into the room, that was the thing that led whether I intended it or I yeah. it just it is what it is. Who, how you look, your appearance sets the tone for so many things mm -hmm. and so people treat you accordingly which again better worse little bullshit. it's a little bit of bullshit but that's what people do that's how right. we are we're visual animals and so i can't ever be in a space where 
that does happen. You know? So it just is what it is. Um, For me, because of that, though, I can say that it has made me more empathetic, Mm -hmm. um, particularly to women and founders of color who are raising money. Yeah. Um, Because, and I tell them all the time, I'm a little bit biased because you remind me of me. You look like me. Whereas some people are biased because you don't look like them. Um, so I love that owning the bias on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. You have, cause bias is not a, people think it's an inherently negative thing. It's not, it just is. Right. It's the meaning that we give yeah. it or yeah. It's okay. what you do with it. Yes. It's what you do with it. If you are biased, like I'm biased towards Virgos, I'm biased against Gemini's, like, especially like cishet men, Gemini's. I just, I don't want, I'm biased against them. Mm-hmm. I love Chris Evans. He's a Gemini. He's probably toxic. Uh, and so, but I checked that bias, you know, I checked that bias. I cried for a month because I thought my daughter was a boy and she was going to be a Gemini. And the only two I could think of were Donald Trump and Kanye West. Yeah. You don't want that energy. That that was a lot to put into four walls. That is, that's that's bad energy. (laughs) Thank God she's a girl because I can deal with that. But yeah, I called Katie. She was across the world. I cried for a long time. No, my dad's a Gemini. Mm -hmm. He's, yeah. I love my dad, but yeah, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Right. But because I know that I have these biases, right. I don't go around like treating dudes who are Gemini's like they're horrible people. Right. I'm just like, maybe I don't want to date. Right. And that's it. You right. can be friends. Yeah. You can hang out. I probably know how many days. It's the same thing though when you think about like in hiring. Yeah. When you think about like in fundraising, all of these different spaces. If you know you have a bias towards or against someone. Yeah. What you really should be doing is checking that bias and being grounded and saying, hey, this is going to raise a feeling for me. How am I going to act on it or not act on mm-hmm. it? Or am I acting on this? Like, just ask yourself, like, am I acting on this? Yeah. You know, and having the moment to check it. So, yeah. Now, I just, for me, I just want to show up and be the person that these people need and hold space for them. And it's funny because I always get told that I'm nice. I'm not nice. I'm not a man. And it says, sounds crazy. I'm not a nice person. It's no, I'm I'm kind and there's a difference. Oh, I love that differentiation, yeah. especially as women. I think like being the nice girl, the good mm-hmm. girl. And I think kindness, especially in a world like venture capital or business in general, yeah. can be discounted as that's a weak trait or that's something that's not gonna get you. But for you to step into that and say, mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna lead with that. And I will say, you and I've, you know, yeah. I, I think operated in similar professional circles before fuck it all. <clears throat> but Something that I continue to know to be true is that women, women of color, young women, so many of them will come back to me and say, Anastasia helped me with this. Very tangible things that I think of you as somebody that speaks truth to power and allows, demystifies a lot of things that other, especially women, a lot of times I think we put this on a pedestal because we don't see ourselves in certain circles. So we're like, oh, that must be elite or that must be hard to get to and you give a sense of transparency that I find personally very comforting Mm -hmm. and I I really appreciate that oh thank you like literally I just be talking but (laughs) that's the (laughs) title I just be talking I be talking yeah Uh, and I say that like that because like I'm usually when I'm talking to people I'm trying to relate to them like as a human being yeah um as a rule, I don't code switch at work because yep. I think it's bullshit. It yep. is bullshit. Uh, Explain to people that don't know what code switching is. So code switching, whether you are a person of color or a woman, sure. anybody who does not fit into what we have determined to be like the mainstream American culture. It's you have a language and a behavior around your community. And then you have what you bring to professional spaces, 
what you bring to places that are not your community. And that's really all it is. Like, I have friends, like gay male friends who code switch. Yep. You know, I have friends who are Latino who code switch. It, everybody does it. You just aren't conscious of it, you know, like. Right. And it's also something you would, first, for you to know someone is code switching, you'd have to know that person outside of work mm -hmm. or outside of whatever that setting is that they're in. But yeah, no, I show up like very intentional. I mean, my hair is kind of dirty right now. Um, so that's why I've well, been a bun. But it's fine. But it's usually like I'm coming with like wild hair, nails done, gold necklaces, like all of that. And I'm giving you my authentic self. Yeah. Like just Has, have you always been that way? Uh, so no. Um, what I'm going to say is it actually some of it is with age. Some of it is um, like for me, the, the pivotal point with that was I had an intern, um, Peppers. That's not her like whole name, but like anyway. I mean, I. If I have, mean, if, if anybody calls you that, you leave it. But think about like that energy. Yes. Right. Okay. And so she was like junior, seniors, like early 20s at SCAD. I was like maybe 31, 32. And she would show up to work. Like, first of all, art school, like fashion, art school, whatever she yeah. like rolled out of bed in. That's when she would show up. Big like Afro hoop earrings. She was from Mississippi and she was loud and very Mississippi. But <laughs> like, I love it. a lot. It's 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 the countryhood and I love it. I have cousins who are from the same area and yeah, it's it's a it's a vibe. And so the way that she showed up and she was accepted and she was not afraid, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, baby, millennials are out here like yeah, doing it, you know. Yeah. And it just inspired me. Like, and I remember when I was working at that company, I left one day in the middle of the day, and I like went to a barber and shaved my head. I did, it was not a Britney Spears. I was gonna look. No, I was not like no. It was it was like okay. I was tired of like dealing with my hair. I, yeah. I had like a side shave, and that's hard to grow out. Yeah, that is very difficult yeah. to grow out. And so I just was like, no, we're gonna shave it all. And I went to a barber, shaved my head, came back in, and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. And then after that moment, it was inspired by her and kind of her. Did you tell her? I don't know that I've told her, or maybe I have, I have to. told you her. To. So she and I are still friends to this day. Yeah. Like, I went to her wedding. Yeah. You know, I still talk to her. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm sure at some point I have told her. If yeah. not, she'll find out. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. we can send her this. We'll send Yeah, I'll send her this. Perfect. Like, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what, you work with a lot of, especially in the, in the current role, you have young women, yeah. young women founders. What are the things that you're observing? Like, I think that I look at a lot of young women and I think, wow, they're really bold. They're really mm -hmm. brave. We're seeing a lot of mm -hmm. change in their accountability. Mm -hmm. But what are some of the maybe old narratives, if any, that you still see alive and well? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know that I see a lot of the old narratives kind of alive. I think okay. there's Love still, that. Celebrate. I think there's still a lot of stuff that they're trying to to figure out and to navigate and bring through. And some of that, I think, is just growing up. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of like coming into yourself mm -hmm. as you grow up, mm -hmm. you know, like who I was when I was 21, fresh out of college, all that stuff. Very different person than at 31 and then now at 38. Like it's just all different. Mm -hmm. And that's just a natural evolution. Right. And so I don't think it's that they're holding on to old paradigms. I think it's them becoming more comfortable in their skin. Yeah. And what that looks like, because there are all these different beauty standards. The beauty standards today, well, they're shifting back to what they were when we were young. But the beauty standards today are not the same as when I was like 22. Right. 
but the feeling of having to adhere to that that still is there yeah that makes a lot of sense and so yeah so as long as there are people and you know we all have the baggage that we show up in the world and your parents have the baggage they show up with you're gonna have these things that that people are gonna carry and try to work through Mm -hmm. but i don't see it as like an old narrative or a, yeah. a different thing i just see it as like individuals trying to figure out how to show up as them as their best selves as the best version of their self like today as opposed to what they were yesterday we had a woman on the show i think it was audrey mclaughlin she said may the moment evolve like mm-hmm. it's not that we're trying to undo or not ever have fuck it all moments but may the moment evolve and a part of growing up for anyone yeah is going to have those so i i love the the evolution of that Right now, how do you, what's your relationship with the concept of having it all? I still say that, like, you can't have it all all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you can have it all in your lifetime. But what mm-hmm. does, like, what does that mean today, tomorrow, next week, whatever? Um, so, yeah, that's that's really kind of how I'm, I'm vibing with things mm-hmm. right now. That it's like, what does it all mean today? Mm-hmm. And allowing space for it to change and evolve over the next like yeah. few weeks, thirty days, years, yeah, who knows? You know, I always see you as somebody who's in her power. What makes your power? What what shakes your power? Oh, I love that you see me. Like I really love that you look at me. You're like she's in her power. I'm like right. no. So I think for me, what shakes my power is usually internal stuff. It's all of the internal. Sh- chatter that I have going through my head that am I good enough am I not good enough do I belong in this space should I be taking up this much space is this the right thing for me blah, blah, blah. that's all just the internal chatter it's never really something someone else says or someone else does it's always how I process that and how I see it and how that like monkey mind gets to like just going off you know yeah. and like I said earlier I'm a Virgo we have a lot of internal chatter because we're trying to fix everyone else because we're just projecting Mm-hmm. like on we don't want to fix ourselves i want a master class in anastasia astrology oh yeah we can do yeah. it i'm, I'm making it up as i go you make heard it, it. I, I love it i subscribe <laughs> to this channel that is my life make it up as you go um with this idea the the internal chatter when you do have that power shaking moment what are the things that you do to recenter or find it so lately it's been more like meditation mm-hmm. like very much like stop drop and meditate i will stop in the middle of the day and just like sit down get grounded if that's what i need to do do like yeah. some deep breathing uh, but it all kind of depends like i'm very big on having like layers that you can build onto all of the things yeah. like is it do i call my mom probably not because she's at work <laughs> so <laughs> why am i bothering her or is it like you know i put on change the mu- the mood by changing the music that yeah. i'm listening to is it that i just say oh you know what i need to just take the rest of the day mm-hmm. you know and i'm thankfully i'm in a role in a company where like mental health is very key yeah and I can do stuff like that yeah um but it just it all depends on what it is and how shaken I am and what the day is like sometimes it's there is kettle one in the freezer and we need to break it out sometimes that's what I need to get back center yeah you know sometimes I call one of my friends like our favorite place to go is dirty rascal in Buckhead and just sit down and I'm like I need to get into groaning yeah yeah you do it do the bartenders hate you no they love it they think it's ridiculous yeah i heard there was a whole uproar after that all the bartenders were mad because it's hard to make it's not hard to make it is campari <laughs> vermouth and prosecco welcome to spirits with anastasia <laughs> simon astrology like a, spirits a negroni is vermouth campari and gin 
and the I'm just dealing with internet set. These people like they're 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 mixologists, baby, and they want to give you like you a go. fancy like egg white concoction with lavender tinctures and such things. I just take the bubbly from right. the bottle into the solo cup, so I'm not. We're not doing all that. Yeah, we're not, not target. We're demo. not doing all that, you know. Um, here at It All Media, our two products are stories and conversation. Yes, we believe stories allow you to see yourself in a different reality, and conversations allow us to make sense of that together. When I say that. I want to hear from you the power of story. What what role does it have, especially in this moment in time, as we're doing so much redefining of modern womanhood? Oh, I love this. Um, I've been talking to quite a bit entrepreneurs who are trying to shift their focus and their business model all around storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so I think the big thing that keeps coming back is... Oh, I can't remember her name. It was the the power of the single, the danger of a single story. It was a TED talk. Um, and it was about basically how you need to have these multiple voices and you need to go to these communities and have the people themselves speak and share their narrative as opposed to having the media at large kind of just create the narrative and keep sharing it over and over. And so I think that's the time that we're at, um, you know, Coming up as a millennial, as an older millennial, seeing how blogging and content creation democratize the ability to share your story. Because before you had to like be a writer or you mm -hmm. had to go into this or you had to go into that, go into television and film. Now it's like anybody can get on Twitter and create a platform. Anybody can get a podcast. Some of these people need to not get not anybody. But some of these people need to not get a podcast, Casey. Like, that's a whole, that is a mic drop moment. Don't, some people need to put the mic down. Yeah. I need to know who's giving it to them. Uh, but, you know, what I'm saying is that you can, if you have that vision and you have a story to tell, you have an endless amount of channels and, and opportunities to get out there and to tell it. Mm -hmm. And so we're breaking down, you know, that concept of it has to be traditional media where someone else is telling your story for you. Now you can go straight to the horse's mouth yeah. and really get the meat mm -hmm. that may have been left out when we think about the movies and stuff that we grew up with. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Future self, future Anastasia. What's your wish for her? That she doesn't have to work. I mean, I, like, I work because I have to. I do the work that I love. Yeah. Um, my wish for her is that she can take as many vacations as she needs and she can rest that rest can truly be her form of resistance uh, so yeah no i literally mean i don't want to have to work the have to is the that piece yeah thank you for being on the show thank you for having me fan favorite i'm gonna mm -hmm. put that in my resume it's you should linkedin it counts yeah it's it okay. counts. you know <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Fuck It All podcast. I'm Casey Light Gordon, sitting down with Anastasia Simon today. Follow along at itallmedia.co slash join for more stories like this. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Fuck It All podcast. This is an It All Media production, a home for the news stories that define us and the conversations women want to have. If you haven't already, go over to itallmedia.co slash join to get it all in your inbox every week. And make sure you subscribe here and drop us a rating because baby, that's how this whole world goes round. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Fuck It All podcast.